the IMDb top 250 movies of all time is a great example of what age the internet is. 22. <laughs> that age is 14? It's 22 and ready for college again. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, all right, all right. What are some of the, the, the choice movies on this list? Don't, give them uh, well, that number top one, 10. Number one is uh, Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> okay. So, okay. I, I'm not even that mad, but okay. Okay. No, uh, we, yeah, what we didn't no, know is that... Get, you don't have to be mad at Shawshank Redemption, but know that, like, TNT played it, like, yeah. for every day in the summer for, like, seven straight years. <laughs> I was going to say that it's proof that Ted Turner owns IMDb, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in fact, I remember Ted Turner actually held up a sign in between commercial breaks, and so it went on IMDb. <laughs> And please vote this 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's putting all his eggs in the IMDb basket, obviously. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> all right, wait, what else is on this list? Give me a few more. Um, uh, let's take a look here. I had to bring it back up because I closed it to prevent myself from getting upset. <laughs> <laughs> uh, IMDb's top 250, Chad. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll just go, we'll just do the top 10. You ready? Okay, sure. M- m- top 10 movies of. All time. Here, but barring the top... Okay, but barring Shawshank Redemption, the, top, the next two, Dom, read them off, are, are reasonable. Godfather 1 and 2. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then... Number 4. The Dark Knight. The. By Christopher Nolan. Oh, okay. The oh, The Dark Knight. Knight. Okay. The Dark Pulp Knight. Pulp Fiction. Hmm. Schindler's List. 12 Angry Men. <laughs> Hold on. Schindler's At number list. 8, Rockin' and Roarin' with their ghost army, Lord of the Rings Return of the King. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking a movie about uh, uh, the judicial system, number seven. Movie about ghosts and uh, and uh, hobbits, whatever. Wait, what? Uh, Number nine is the good, the bad, the ugly, which is which I'm okay with. Yeah, that's not a problem. Um, And number ten is Fight Club. I want to know what crazy magic got Twelve Angry Men on that top ten. Uh, high school. How the fuck? I guess so. Yeah, they had to yeah, watch it in class. Had to watch yeah. English class. That's the first mm-hmm. time that you see like a a real like movie. a black and white movie that's good and kids pay attention. <laughs> you to you it. watch it in like a bullshit law elective. Oh, totally. yeah, <laughs> like right. senior year. <laughs> you're like, maybe I should question things more often. <laughs> All right, hold on. I'm gonna look at a few of these on the list. Uh, number eighteen, The Matrix. Cool. Yep. Uh, uh, it's a Wonderful Life is 25, meaning that The Matrix is better than It's a Wonderful Life. This, I actually you know have this, no problem with that. This yeah. list uh, was made by if if Roger Ebert had a split personality, and one was a 22-year-old dorm room boy, and the other one was <laughs> Roger Ebert, and it just oscillates back and forth quickly between the two of those. Uh, these are definitely most dorm room posters. Yeah, that's it. Uh, American History X at number 33. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wow, uh, Django Unchained at 57. 57th best movie ever made. <laughs> American History X is better than City Lights. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, can we give a shout-out to my uh, uh, three in a row? We should totally just have a movie night for this. The Dark Knight Rises at 60. 61, <laughs> Wally, And then we just round it out with number 62, Grave of the Fireflies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'll bring I'll bring the tissues. Yeah, that's the that's the machete <laughs> viewing order, right? That's what we call the machete viewing order for those. Yeah, those that's the Star Wars yeah. machete viewing order. Yeah, why do they call it machete? I because Danny Trejo made it. Oh, Danny Trejo, he's a huge Star Wars <laughs> fan. He was like, I got this great idea. 
Yeah, he sounds Italian. Watch the movies <laughs> I got, this oh, way. Oh, I got this great idea. I, did, Yo, uh, I, I grew up in the Mexican voice, prison okay? system. <laughs> I did not. I did not do. Maybe it's default Italian because <laughs> that is my culture. That's your, <laughs> that's your pan-ethnic <laughs> voice. Fair. Those are my people. Uh, can I tell you, my heart skipped a beat when I saw it. 94 was Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Great movie. And 96 is Toy Story. And sandwiched right in between it was The Kid, which I assumed was the Bruce Willis film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of And course. not the 1921 not the, not the Charlie Chaplin film. Yeah, I was like, wow, Bruce Willis, good for you, man. Uh, welcome a- to Goosebuds, by the way. <laughs> welcome are- to Goosebuds. <laughs> welcome. People are going to love, just love this intro. They're just going to love uh, Yeah, I don't know. I thought I downloaded a podcast covering Goosebump books and TV shows reviews, <laughs> mostly just arguing about IMDb. As is most of the internet. As is most of the internet. Well, Welcome to Internet you know, Simulator Podcast. Uh, guys, this, this is, is show your... about uh, Goosebuds, but we have lives, you guys. <laughs> That's right. Our lives revolve around debating on IMDb who and would be a better... complaining to each other. <laughs> yeah. The girl. books... Much like your life. The books don't slide over our heads and take over our entire lives, okay? We have other thoughts. Yeah, it's not like I like read a book real close to my face and then it starts seeping into my skin and then like I'm a book face man. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a real good metaphor. Yeah, uh, uh, you might recognize there's a new voice that's joining us. Who who is this beautiful voice I hear? Kyle. Oh, hey, it's Kyle. Kyle McVeigh. Oh, Kyle. Hi. How are you? Hey, Hello, I'm Kyle. lovely. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. From many things, uh, the podcasts, uh, LOLJK, or Climax, or uh, a writer, if I may say, for NBC's Grimm. Yes, I do All do right. that on occasion. Uh, Kyle, may I ask you the first question? How much does Goosebuds influence the writing of Grimm? Every day. Monsters? We've ripped it off wholesale. <laughs> okay. I actually was reading this particular book, and I was like, we did this episode this season. Wait, you did a mask? <laughs> we, we straight up took this. It was living in one of the writer's mind, and we took it wholesale <laughs> yeah. and ran with it. Uh, so, how yeah. does it end? How does yours end? Is it different? Uh, oh, yeah. They, it's all genetically created Oh, okay. Faces. No, of course it's not. That's ridiculous. <laughs> no, they don't end at all the same. Completely different. Okay, good. I'm glad the yeah, same yeah, yeah. wacky zany end game. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way it makes sense. Yeah. I still don't think I understand the ending of this one, guys. I don't know if I understand. Well, I think that I think in the heroic cycle, the the seventh part of the cycle is wacky zany ma- mask making man in room. It's always you always get there. Sure, it's right, a, it's sure. right after the, the escape from the mouth of badness. You know, it's, it's right after that step. <laughs> right into crazy mask man lair. Right, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, l- let's break down a little bit of uh, The Haunted Mask, which is, again, a classic in the Goosebumps library. It's a, it's a big deal to cover it. Yeah. Um, uh, the Mask starts with uh, you're following Stanley Ipkiss, who is a low-level guy working at a bank. <laughs> And I need you to fuck would right you off. not believe it or not? But does and, he find uh, one day an enchanted he goes, mask? Somebody stop me! <laughs> Chad, and did you a... have to look up Stanley Ipkiss's name? Nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me believe. <laughs> let me believe that I remembered his name. 
I saw you rushing <laughs> to open something but hey, on your browser. But hey, the next thing that happens is a young, beautiful Tina Carlisle played by Cameron Diaz. Again, oh, the best she's going to look in her entire career. Dude, that was... Just, she set a foundation in my, yeah. in my like my sexual maturation. She just said it right <laughs> for everyone. Oh, definitely, sorry, everyone was here. that an outcast lyric you just did? Oh yeah, oh, it yeah. felt that way. I started writing uh, raps in my free time too. She she yeah, it's made been a while since we did the last episode. Paul's mm-hmm. rapping now. Yeah, New Year's new raps. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, that that movie made such an impression. There is a stage show in. Cancun. What? Based on the mask. They do the 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 Cameron Diaz scene from that movie every night at the Coco Cabana in Cancun, Mexico. Wait, just that? And then the mask shows up. Yeah. I swear to God, they do. They all fly out of his head. Does he do that? Does the dog put on the mask? (laughs) (laughs) The dog doesn't show up. I don't know why. Okay, you'd think that that'd be a crowd pleaser. But you're saying it's like a normal, like uh, musical performance, and then just randomly a guy in a yellow suit shows up. Yes, and like dances with her nightly. I think they alternate between that and a Spider-Man show for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Both sound wonderful, and I'm willing to go. On a honeymoon with Jed. <laughs> I will go right now. Uh, do they, just by the way, before we move on from the mask, do they cover in the first one that it's like Loki, the god of mistress's mask? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they say it very explicitly. I, I think. just know in the second one, son of the mask, which is probably an IMDb number like 45. <laughs> they oh, they yeah, lean no, yeah, very heavily into it when, when literally Loki shows up. Oh, shit. I don't remember that. Oh, well, you, no one should have seen that movie. <laughs> I don't. I, I didn't remember the Norse mythology. I didn't. It's a weird choice in this fun Jim Carrey. It was movie. all a weird choice because it's based on a hyper violent comic. That's right. <laughs> he like rams like exhaust pipes up a bunch of mechanics ass in the <laughs> oh, comic yeah. and like kills Smoking. them. Is that where that comes from? Yeah, I think he Somebody, please stop because this is illegal. <laughs> no, really, someone, please. <laughs> Someone please stop that man. He's murdering people yeah, the, in a horrible way. The comic's way closer to this book than you would think. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's this is, br- about, let's this is a book part. about Mary Beth. Uh, Carly, Beth. Carly Beth. Carly Beth. Carly Beth. Please, Carly you must Beth. say her full name Caldwell. all the time. <laughs> right? Pretty yeah, sure. Or CB for short if she's on the, uh, on the trucker broadlines. Yeah. We can CB call her call CB. It. Yeah, call CB. her CB. CB. Well, she's a young girl. She goes to school just like a regular girl. And she, uh, she's a little gullible. And people like to play tricks on her, including her little brother. And uh, two bullies named uh, Stephen Chuck, I believe. Those and, are her uh, friends. Yeah, they keep describing them as <laughs> friends. Descri- yeah, they keep describing her th- them as friends. And she even says it like at the end of the book. She's like, oh, I'm looking for my friends. Yeah. She's a very lonely uh, girl, I think, and that is her circle of friends. She's surrounded by assholes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. absolutely. They captured that part of middle school life perfectly this is in this true. book. This is yeah, no, true. middle school is one of the worst times of anyone's life. And if it was good for you... <laughs> you were a terrible person. Mm-hmm. You, you, you may be having a bad life right now. <laughs> yeah. You definitely made our lives Like terrible. we all are, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, middle uh, school she, is the IMDb tw- top 250 of emotions. <laughs> <laughs> all, all over the place. 
Number four, that time they made me take my shirt off at the public pool and everyone laughed at me. Oh, yeah. oh my yeah. God. Number <laughs> five, Why when everyone laughed at my Garfield watch. <laughs> <laughs> my, and I want to go ahead and say, it was like an adult-styled watch. It wasn't a children's watch. Oh, I'm sure it was a Rolex oh. with very subtle Garfield hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was wonderful. It was actually just like a, a, a profile of... of uh, Garfield's face, and he's looking like, "Yeah, I got an attitude." <laughs> and the whiskers. Um, I think are people the hands. probably more made fun of the fact that you would always defend it as this is a man's watch to them. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I like that the whole time his face would have been making an expression of like the standard Garfield smug would have been him basically saying like, "Yeah, maybe I'll tell you what time it is." <laughs> yeah. If you give um, me some lasagna, he'd be like, "You can read it." That's what he's saying. It's powered by lasagna. (laughs) You would have to put a slice, a little slither of Mm. lasagna in the back of it every day. (laughs) Exactly. Um, uh, But uh, uh, Carly Beth. Carly Beth. (laughs) Is that her name now? Yeah, CB. CB. Yeah. Um, She's uh, she's getting uh, uh, fooled and pranked on. People scaring her, and she's like, I had enough. So she goes Jeez. to uh, the, uh, the, uh, the the mask shop. Oh yeah! And by the way, she's basically a prepubescent version of Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> she kind of yep. is. yeah. Also, this is basically uh, uh, one of the most standard tropes in Goosebump books is the prank that is interpreted as a real thing. This is essentially an entire book built around that. Oh, like uh, eating yes. the eating the. The rubber worm, which isn't actually a rubber worm, which is a great double Turns fake out, out on, oh, on double, RL's yeah. part. Whew. Got me. <laughs> and, then, and then we have we have the costume coming to life, and then it's her little brother, right? Uh-huh. Oh, there's yeah. a lot of that. Oh, there's the uh, I love you. terrifying <laughs> duck costume. Terrifying duck costume. Oh my god! Uh, the, in the TV show, my one of my favorite moments is when Carly Beth's going to her room, and her little brother comes out wearing the duck costume she's supposed to wear, and then like within. Half a second, it's obvious it's not a monster because it's like a Donald Duck face, yeah, uh-huh. and a tiny little little boy in the costume. But the music continued to play as like a stinger. I was like, ang, ang, mm-hmm. ang. just like it's a little boy punching <laughs> like right a full now. minute, just <laughs> a <laughs> minute of horror stinger. It was artistic. Uh, one of my fa- one of my favorite. <laughs> in that, the like TV there was show. no sound halfway through, and the fighting continued. <laughs> they just needed to cover it up. Uh, one of my favorite <laughs> bits in the TV show was uh, she's wandering through her neighborhood going like, boy, we need a pumpkin. This is one of the first times she gets scared, right? Well, they added that. Yeah, that's not in the book. They took liberties with the TV version because they start with the shop and then they go into a pumpkin patch, which is ridiculous. No, the pumpkin patch is just in the middle of the neighborhood. Like, it's just Oh, and unguarded? (laughs) Just pumpkins were growing in the middle of an empty lot and no one was guarding them. Someone would be guarding the pumpkins. But it wasn't even like a a driveway or parking lot where they're selling it. It was supposed to be like a pumpkin patch. Yeah, but what what Kyle's point is is that every pumpkin patch is just a pumpkin patch, but there is one man who decides, (laughs) I am going to guard this. Yeah, sell them. This is and this is how much they cost. Yeah, they're yes. being monetized somehow. Usually, <laughs> this was like the neighborhood parks department put out like a pumpkin patch. Yeah. <laughs> so Carly Beth is having trouble getting scared all the time. It dude, okay, constantly hounded. This Wait, is, what happened with the pumpkin patch? I forget. Oh, that. Yeah. oh well, in the in the show, she goes up to the pumpkin patch. She's like, "We need a new pumpkin." Oh, all these pumpkins look lame. And then just out of the. St- Straw, uh, three guys with pumpkin heads. Two of, it, it's Steve and Chuck. Yeah, Steve and Chuck. Thank you. Those they were so assholes. terrifying. I thought they were three. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they start harassing going, boo, 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 we're pumpkin people, and then they run off. Hey, guys, pretty good way to consolidate those beats of the story and not have to shoot in a school cafeteria. <laughs> Basically, true. yeah. It's true. Hey, and that joke or prank is on par with the rest of their pranks. Like, their pranks are the most terrible pranks I've ever... Like, this is maybe their best one. Yeah, this is that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's a great prank in comparison. Well, let's break to down some of the other pranks. So you, the aforementioned worm, worm in the sandwich. Worm on sandwich. Uh, there's also one of them just touching Pinching. Carly Pinching. Best's shoulder. Yeah, yeah which pinch. is the 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 lunchroom scene is a, a riot of pranks. Because <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> there's someone just touches her. Oh, I'm and sorry, she you're screams. Right. You're right. There's touching, and then, then, a lot of inappropriate then there's the touching. then there's the pinching one. Just pinching. Oh, yeah, that's at the science fair. This is all very fresh in my mind, guys. Uh, okay, I got if this I great may, prank this where I ahead. touch Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, if I may, He's I believe never this is the perfect segue. It, it gets He's me never every time. Coming. This is the perfect segue into the <laughs> main theory I have for this book, which I think should be important to bring out for, as the rest of the analysis. Mm-hmm. Was this book, to anyone else, a subtle coming-of-age lesbian sexuality what? discovery story? <laughs> Uh, I didn't, I don't have that theory, but I'm willing to listen to it. It's sexier than any theory I have. It's not that sexy, but I understand what you mean. So look at the book through this filter. All right. All right. So Carly Beth talks to her female friend and there's a lot of like connection between the two. They talk about like a lot of their one-on-one girls. Sabrina's Sabrina. Sabrina. Uh, how no one understands her. Most of the dudes in this book are terrible and she hates them. She just wants to hang out with Sabrina. She's obviously very attracted to it. Uh, there's a <laughs> <Obviously>. moment <laughs> where she's horrified when she eats the worm, which really is essentially just nature's penis. The worm uh-huh. is just... I mean, that's a genuine prank, too, so well done. Oh, yeah, yeah, just uh-huh. genuine. But there's a metaphor uh-huh. to it. Uh, and then, most of all, the entire haunted mask is her trying to be a man. And it going terrible okay. for her. her. Well, I could see it as a metaphor of she's she's trying to wear a mask. Yes. Uh, but she needed to understand her and real And in self. that way, she revealed her true self. It might have been the Jodie Foster haircut she had in the TV show. I don't know. Here's, here's uh, where it I is. She put, on, it. She put I, on the I, man I, mask, and then she uh, put the woman mask over top of the man mask. Yes. There and that is. revealed her true self mm-hmm. in the end. What she really wanted... Was I guess it also just being being yourself and female sexuality. I would have believed it more if she made out with the paper mache mask of herself. <laughs> at right, the end. right, right. <laughs> yeah, I could have. I could have. Uh, it could have used a uh, like a shot of her uppercutting some balls. You know, <laughs> at home. Well, there's that part of the graveyard where she does knock over all of the men's headstones, which is oh nice. yeah, she like goes and reads them. It's really long. <laughs> It adds five minutes to the running time. <laughs> but she's very thorough. Um, but they go to this mask store. <laughs> Tom, I'll let you continue. Uh, well, she, they, so they go to this mask store, and I want to point out that in the book, and uh, this, is part, this, this is part of my theory, and I will we'll reveal the theory in just a few sentences. Um, <laughs> okay. it, I like they the go ahead nice. and they say a bunch of licensed things. They say Freddy Krueger... Um, they they say a couple of them, but Freddy Krueger stands out because Freddy Krueger uh, is also a costume later on. Mm. But um, uh, my theory here is, and we know, I think we've pretty much deduced that these books are mostly ghost written. But my theory is is that Haunted Mask was the first book written by R.L. Stein 
And it was supposed to be just a Halloween book. And Mm. then they were like, Goosebumps could be a series. And then they were like, okay, why don't we do a whole series and we'll like, we'll pump out a bunch of books leading up to this one and get them all out before like, I don't know. Halloween 1992. Um, sure, <laughs> that sounds accurate. I'm going to support this theory because I'm yeah. going to say this is the best Goosebumps book that we've read. And I have, Hands ver- down. I have a yeah. hard time finding bad things to say about it. Like the ridiculous pranks are silly and stuff like that. But really, overall, this one was pretty fucking good. Yeah, it's pretty good. And it like it it uses the trope of Goosebumps and makes the entire story about that and how like about kids being shitty to one another and like the dangers of that. Right. Cause like, that's the heart of this story is like, uh, don't, don't become a bully. <laughs> like, yeah. right. Yeah. That is true. Or, or, or become a lesbian. Yeah. I'm not sure. No, <laughs> it could be either one. <laughs> to be a lesbian. Well, I mean, they do say this is one of the TV shows, by the way, that you get one of the great RL Stein intros. Oh, it was the first one they ever did. I vividly remember being excited for this one because it was the first adaptation. I think they even aired it primetime. It feels like the first time. Yeah, it it definitely has a great intro where in the TV show, it pans across all of the masks from the episode. (laughs) And then as a joke at the end, the camera just lingers on the last mask, but it's RL. He's just there where the mask should be. And it's like, hello, I'm (laughs) RL Stein. Guess who? It's me. He looks looks exactly like you think he does. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the best part about him. It's like, hello, I am RL. You know, this is my favorite story where Carly Beth, Determines that love is stronger than all. Between women. The haunted mask. And then he's got monster gloves on. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Does he really? Full arm gloves that are monster hands. Well, yeah, you can tell they're doing like, oh, this is like you as the new Crypt Keeper. This is like, oh, yeah. You're going to be the new guy who enters these shows. And then he just says things like, he he is Crypt Keeper y looking. (laughs) Uh, he he uh, he did. I think he intros almost all of the specials, and this was the first special, being the first episode and a two-parter. And I think it aired on a Fox. Um, wow, it was uh, definitely Halloween, Fox. It was Halloween, Halloween night. Yeah. It was like a Halloween night thing. I think mm-hmm. they showed, that sounds like, right. They later showed an episode of X Files and something else, but like it, it, the interstitials in between the commercials and the content were um, a guy. Uh, hosting and going trick or treating with like a bunch of people. That's and, strange because like the, like, the it's woman, not the budget like, isn't that great. Yeah, yeah, it, it's. Uh, it, I just that, I think that's what was going on. I, I I think this was during like a Fox Halloween thing. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes but sense. anyway, I think this is the first book that uh, R.L. Stein wrote, and I think all the other books uh, kind of like. Um, uh, use this as the example, and that's why they all have shitty kids. They're chasing this. But yeah. this one, I guess, the, also, I, I guess, I also figured I was thinking about this, but that like you can't have kids doing like bad things, like having premarital sex, <laughs> like they do in horror movies. <laughs> well, you so save kids that are for just Fear forever Street. shitty. <laughs> yeah, Fear. Yeah, Fear Street is where it gets. Gets <laughs> <It's laughs> <It's> real dirty. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, um, uh, you, kids will be shitty to each other to justify. Uh, them getting haunted or something later. But yeah, I just, something I considered while I was thinking about this theory. Um, but anyway, she does go into a mask store and she's shopping for masks and uh, the they're, they're closing and she's dilly dallying, trying to find a mask. She can't find one that's right. And then she notices a back room 
where all these super creepy masks are on display, and the owner comes back and he's like, "Don't come in here. You can't have a mask." And um, and then and then she, uh, unlike the episode, she actually pays him for it and leaves. And she, well, in the episode, well, she does she, still she, pay him for she it. She pays in the shittiest way. She goes. Here, I have $30. This is all I have. And he's like, that's not enough. You can't do that. She it's just clearly not enough. She takes a mask and just goes, here you go, goodbye. And she just runs away. In the show, she does Yeah, that? yeah. No, that's basically yeah. stealing. Also, they, <laughs> they, in the book, they definitely describe the shop owner as the devil. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Like 100%. Yeah, he's got a the devil, devil. mustache. Uh-huh. He has a devil mustache. He's wearing a cape. Mm-hmm. He's like an evil <laughs> magician version of the devil. He's the yep. devil from Rick and Morty. Yes, he's very yeah. much the devil from Rick and Morty. Often you curse items. Uh, what yeah. you guys don't know is that he's actually the devil's penis that the devil can send to Earth <laughs> to do weird <laughs> Halloween stuff. Every Thank Halloween. you for understanding the metaphor I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> No, so I love the, I love that he made masks. these masks too scary. That's his reasoning for not letting this go. Nope, <laughs> too, too scary. Did my, did my job too good on these ones. Yeah. Can't have them. Well, that's where I think the TV show gets it better than the book. Uh-huh. I don't want to talk about no, the, the, but about the, the reasoning yeah. for the TV show and why he made them makes a lot more sense than in the book where... He doesn't really have a reason for making them. He just kind of was like, yeah, well, made these heads. Yeah. Or, I don't know. They're we, too we, good. Like, it, it, but like, he still is just like, in both versions, like, they're too scary. Right, right. Well, but does he have a reason for not giving them, giving them to her? Is it that? Is it that they're too scary, or does he have something else? Well, I the part the I'm show. confused about in, in the show is that, like, he is a, because Kyle, you saw this too. I, I misunderstood this part. He is a monster man. Oh. And he is yes. so evil yeah. that, like, his own skin and monster is coming out of his human disguise. Mm-hmm. And he sheds them like a husk yeah. as the masks. Yeah, he's so ugly underneath his human masks that they the masks themselves turn ugly. And then he has to make a new one. Yeah, and then he just decides to keep all the other evil-looking masks alive for no real reason, I guess. Sentimental right. value, I guess. Right. Which they is a way better them. explanation than what we're given in the book, which is I just... And making them for sex stuff or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I make love to these masks. If you would like one, $100. Uh, but the, the TV show, I think you guys brought up a good point, though. The TV show does a good job of uh, adapting this story mm-hmm. and kind of punching it up a little bit. I think uh, I've seen the TV show, I've read the book, and I think the TV show is actually a little bit better. Uh, yeah, my, my favorite part of the TV show, I don't know how much uh, you guys pictured... Uh, the mask of Carly Beth that her mom makes, which is oh a, the plaster, oh, yeah. the plaster, uh, plaster. Of Paris I, was that just a misdirect? Because so like, it's very strange. So it, it, she makes the masks for Carly Beth, which is a weird mom thing to do. Yeah, super weird. weird. But moms can do that. Yeah, she I says guess. she she loves her, as that's why she's made it because she wants <laughs> to murder suicide her daughter. <laughs> 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 so she makes the mask, and Carly Beth's like, oh, it's kind of weird. And then she thinks the mask smiled at her. But it also is? Yeah, but it like, also we, is weird and haunted. Why yeah. is it magical? It's definitely magical, right? In the book and the show, it's magical in a, yeah. some, for some reason. There's yeah, a moment it, where, where the magic of Halloween overtakes the face, I think. 
No, is that you what guys it is? get it? Love is magic. <laughs> oh, oh. See, I going into this, I thought it was gonna be something like, oh, you're gonna think the, you know, the haunted masks are the source of power, but really, Carly Beth is a reality mage, and she <laughs> is like, she's scarlet witching around the town, and this is how it's manifesting. <laughs> She's an illusio-mancer, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, because it's weird that this other random mask just smiles and winks at her. So you're saying this is a House of M tie-in? This is a House of M tie-in, Oh, my yes. gosh. Oh, I'm God. Chad's heard me complain about House of M. <laughs> I would love to hear those. <laughs> I, I will spare the podcast. <laughs> no, please um, uh, But, I mean, as far as the rest of the story, nothing too crazy really ends up happening that's like out of character of the story you know no in she fact gets, it gets really scary because the monster starts to overtake her and she doesn't yeah. do anything the monster doesn't have to do anything life-threatening because it's just it's becoming her and she's she's becoming this like real evil thing and it's it's scary watching that transformation happen it's like like it's like we said it's this is the best one it's the scariest one because it like kyle you said it earlier before we were recording you're scared of getting caught in things. That's scary as hell. You know, yeah. like it's a claustrophobia thing, you know? Well, it's also like a, an inherent fear of things like Alzheimer's and things like that. <laughs> yeah, like, right. well, like, un, uh, well, I mean, to get real, like, like losing your sense of self right. and becoming someone else, right. you know, without any choice in it. Well, yeah. you would hate Haunted also Mask getting 2. stuck in a tight sweater, which I believe is <laughs> Haunted Mask 2 is, I believe, is an old man mask. I believe that's oh, the I think number it two is. fear behind yeah. Alzheimer's for most people. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> you can't flex out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me ask this question for you guys and how you think the magic works. Okay, so so I do love the idea that the mask is possessing her and is turning into a monster, though it's more obvious in the TV show, by the way, that she's turning into a beast, but she still has the strength and agility of a 12-year-old. Girl. So like, <laughs> she's not strong. And, like when she's trying to like bury something, she's just like, clearly just going like, eh. She'll eh. grow into it. Yeah, she'll grow into yeah, it. Yeah. There's but, also a haunted bodysuit that she'll put on <laughs> once the mask has gone. <laughs> so, but there's this idea where uh, when she's really starting to lose control of herself, then the paper mache mask. I don't remember if this is in the book or just the TV show. The paper mache mask then talks as her, like her soul. That's in is, the book. Is going to the paper mache. Yeah, oh, they're yeah, doing like a swap. Yeah, it does it in the book too. Yeah. So my question is, let's say her mom hadn't randomly made her a paper mache <laughs> mask. <laughs> Where would her soul have gone? Um, probably in something else that her mother had made for her, because <laughs> I would imagine that's not the first. Um, uh, plaster head mold. It'd probably go into the duck suit. The duck suit, yeah, definitely the duck suit. Possibly the duck suit, which I've read, by the way, is drawn from a real life R.L. Stein experience, which is what the R.L. stands for. Real life Stein. (laughs) 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 Hey, Um, girl, you want to be a duck suit for uh, Halloween costume one time, and he was real sad about it well thank you for recovering that actually the term uh irl is also from rl stein like hey girl you want to meet in real life rl stein rl yeah it's i real life stein one of me (laughs) he's one of the founders of real life stein the rl stein of life (laughs) um uh did you know that he if you ever read one of those like 101 cafeteria jokes he may have written them yep oh like the crypt keeper joke books he probably yeah, wrote, he probably wrote one of those. 
Uh, yeah, probably, probably if, if the creep keeper did a joke book, he definitely wrote it, but he wrote it. I rec- I have one of them in my house right now. I for- I realized this the other day when I was reading it, cause I do read them from time to time. The name jovial Bob Stein. <laughs> what? Yeah. So like, I think there's one that's like 101 monster jokes. They're by him. Wow. Okay. Guys, before I forget, can I point out that one of the pranks that was played on Carly Beth? that uh, her friend Sabrina is reiterating to her mm-hmm. was, remember that time they put a live octopus on my face? Wait, what? <laughs> that's a dick move. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, a, that's a huge, huge That's in the, That's do. exclusively mentioned in the TV version. That's right. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I And it's like, that. when you hear it, they just kind of say it, and they're like, oh, they put gum in my hair. Or when they captured a rare aquatic animal that's not indigenous to our area. <laughs> Definitely the writer of the TV show was like, these kids need to up their game a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about octopus on face? Okay, right. It, Perfect. It. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you want to put it in a desk or something? No, no, face. no, no. Right on, on her face. face while she's sleeping, <laughs> obviously. Uh, what do we think the novelty shop the, the mask guy runs. Do you think they have business? Um, you know, that's one of those things that I, uh, that really popped out at me uh, while reading this book. Mask shop. That does not exist anymore <laughs> or possibly ever. <laughs> no, there were costume shops. Well, this was obviously, this is the creepy circus tent that shows up for one night out of the year. Yeah. And you buy some creepy item out of it. Well, I think well, everyone yeah. has. I, mean, I don't it's, know it's, about you guys, but I think all Halloween stores are a little haunted, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, like you know, they show up right around Halloween and then suddenly they're gone. And then after two months, they just become a holiday store. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it <laughs> yeah. might be a rent issue, but it also might be haunting. Or like a <laughs> like penny outlet. <laughs> <laughs> it was a mass shop. Now it's a 99 cent store. Yeah, These pants are only $5 <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this This place. used to be a Funko land. Oh, no. oh you want to know one weird moment that I had to write down? Uh, when she first meets up with Sabrina and they go out trick-or-treating early and she starts getting angry because Sabrina's asking a bunch of questions and then she chokes her viciously. Oh, yeah. 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 And then the next chapter is just, just kidding. Just kidding. Sorry, Sabrina. Thought you thought I was really choking, and she's like, "You know, you were my. I was being asphyxiated. You were." I take, it, I take it back. That's the best prank of the book. <laughs> yes, yes, easily. That's also the best part. It's the midway part of the TV show, so it just ends on a girl choking to death. <laughs> That's the best prank of the book because you pranking yourself at that at that point because the mask did that. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, now what was the rule about the mask? Because I remember as a kid being really frustrated because, yeah, at one point, you know, the mask is phased with her skin, which yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know if all of our minds go to the same place of like, how far down does it go? Like, right. Like, just to so the seam, Chad. Not all no, of our minds do that. Just to There's the no seam. Like, yes, there, it's a mask. It's got a seam. But I don't know, like in the TV show, for example, they show her like try to pull the shirt down as much as a 12 year old girl can pull her shirt down on, on TV. Oh, no, right, Chad. But it's, it's like green all the way down. Implying, oh, no. is it turning her entirely into a monster? Uh, I, I think that would that imply sense. because it probably costs more money to make, like, I don't know. Showing that is a lot easier than showing that the mask is sticking to her face. Mm-hmm. Like, it's probably true. You know, like, I mean, I guess you could probably get that makeup that makes it look like it's there's no more line where the mask used to be. But I don't know. I guess it's easier in, like, 
boards or something to show like that someone is just turning one color, right? Well, yeah, it's an interesting yeah. idea. If it was actually transforming you into a monster completely, it would be more interesting. I, I don't right. think they're they're exploring that whatsoever. That might have been in my own head. Can't yeah, I think you got too serious about it. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think you, they you, were. Did you make that up? Does all. that not actually happen in the show, Chad? I, I just it was a weird shot, and we were going like, "Oh, I never thought about it going all the way." I thought it was just like fused to the skin, and there would be like a hard color cut on. Yeah, the neck. that's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought too. With like, but you couldn't touch it. It would just be. You couldn't, well, yeah, I, I remember myself being really frustrated as a kid reading it, going like, every time they try to take it off, they're like, "Oh, we can't do that. That's too dangerous." Like, should we go call the fire department? No. No, I would let someone cut me out of it. Right? Oh, yeah. Get the jaws yes. of life. One hundred percent. Like someone yeah, like, exa- like go back to Carly should have gone back to her house where her mom clearly has craft supplies, <laughs> right. like an exacto knife where she could cut right. this thing off her head right. somewhat safely. It's true. Yeah, I mean, go to the adults. Like, do the adult. <laughs> Easily go to the adult. Not the yeah. one creepy adult that you've met in the last 48 hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Like... That's the Goosebumps choice we need. <laughs> <laughs> we needed it. I, I was more concerned uh, what Steve, one of the boys, was wearing. Uh-huh. He, who was clearly described as wearing lazy blackface. <laughs> 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 like, dressed as, like, a skid row person in lazy blackface <laughs> he's wearing like a torn trench coat uh, right. like like yeah just like steve just because you look like shit doesn't mean that's not racist <laughs> yeah it's super racist they literally yeah, like say if, he, you're, if you're gonna be racist try a little more yeah well more yeah go decent. for go for full coverage <laughs> yeah. i think guys it was a different time like family matters was just now on the air we really hadn't crossed those racial boundaries as a people yet right. yeah they were just on the tgif line they were just on tgif we did have Die Hard, though. We did. That's true. <laughs> That's a very good point. Yeah, and in Die Hard 1, the black guy that drives him around is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's his friend well, <laughs> who became a father in Chicago. Did Rush Hour <laughs> exist by this point? Because I feel like that would have helped, too. I guess. No. I no. <laughs> no, Rush Hour did not, did not exist yet. Oh, bummer. Hmm. I remember the day Rush Hour came <laughs> <laughs> All right, don't come to me with this shit. <laughs> Our country came together when Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan teamed up. When Jackie Chan jumped off a building and Chris Tucker went, no, you can't do that. And Chris Tucker, I mean, you, he's, he's in the right. Yeah, he's correct. <laughs> Over the time when Chris Tucker was like, are you guys all ready for the show of the year? And then Jackie Chan did this beautiful alien song. That Oh, I'm crossing Fifth Element. Sorry, that's not Fifth Element. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. That, that's what it is. <laughs> Uh, did you guys see the he new play Rush the Hour films? Ride Along Wait. 1 and 2, and then whatever the one, the one <laughs> with The Rock is called. <laughs> what? Yeah, there's two movies where Ice Cube takes, uh, who's Kevin Hart? Kevin Hart, yeah. It yeah. takes Kevin Hart around. That tiny man. And it's oh. like the same kind of character type. <laughs> like, man. Yeah, Kevin Hart is definitely tiny Chris Tucker, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's one where he's going to ride around with The Rock, but The Rock's in the CIA. It's the same. Oh, that's the new one coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's all the same thing. Uh, When I went to go see My parents love Kevin Hart. (laughs) (laughs) Is that universal? (laughs) Does everyone... Hey, good for Kevin Hart, man. Getting those mom and dad laughs. Mm -hmm. That dude sells out Spectrum in Philadelphia. (laughs) He sells out everything. (laughs) The Spectrum isn't open anymore. (laughs) He sold it out, Dom. (laughs) He bought it and sold it out. (laughs) He filled it with ghosts wall to wall. 
He fucking <laughs> meditated himself there and rebuilt the spectrum with his <laughs> Wait, mind. hold on. Are we saying that Kevin Hart is secretly a necromancer? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But he's more like an advanced yogi than anything. I would watch the <laughs> fuck out of Kevin Hart as a necromancer. I would put $100 down for a ticket to see Kevin Hart in The Haunted Mask Return. <laughs> <laughs> A reboot of Sorcerer's Apprentice with Nick Cage still in it. Oh, my God. But Kevin Hart. Oh, my God. That I'm sound, sold. That's, that's, <laughs> that sounds like gold. That's the sound of gold. <laughs> uh, I have a... Just to go back to the mask real quick, guys. The Jim Carrey Please, let's do. I think the mask is about a guy who smokes weed for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he gets he he really loosens up. He he dances. He sings. He's real funny. Everybody he says smoking. He says smoking. I love the smoke. <laughs> Maybe the most damning bit of evidence. He says somebody stop me, which is also a please. I have a problem. <laughs> and uh, you know what's weird? You know what's the most damning evidence is every time before I smoke, I say. Somebody stop me. <laughs> the funny thing is, though, Dom, you have said that. <laughs> That's not even a joke. <laughs> it's been an actual cry. Uh, guys, I still have the mask pulled up on IMDb. Oh, because because why love, wouldn't you? I love all facts about the mask. and I love staring at 19-year-old Cameron Diaz. Um, looking at the writer of the mask... You would be surprised. So besides writing The Mask, uh-huh. uh, he also wrote Face Off, <laughs> another film <laughs> about things coming on and off faces. <laughs> also wrote Dark Man 3, Die, Dark Man, Die. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's so specific. It's all specific to, to people come to, to faces. Like, I know hey, you get pigeonholed as a writer. I've got a face guy. <laughs> be like, guys, we need a writer for Dark Man Three. We can, I, who's gonna do it? Be like, well, I, I know the guy who did the mask. Beautiful, love it. Let's do it. <laughs> can he and work I, with bandages? All right. Oh my god! <laughs> Is and he ready saw- to do the third movie of this <laughs> series? Oh man, I'm losing my mind now because I also saw he co-created a show that no. while I was at Cartoon Network called Unnatural History that no one ever watched. But uh, that's weird to see. But his other main credit. Not at all related to faces, unless I'm forgetting the plot of that movie. Firehouse Dog. What? Firehouse Dog. What the fuck is that? Fa- I mean, I guess it's self-explanatory. Fire- <laughs> it's a 2007 <laughs> film. Rex, Hollywood's top canine star, gets lost and is adopted into a shabby firehouse. He teams up with a young kid to get the station back on its feet. Holy this shit. This might be shocking, but he is not a Dalmatian. No. <laughs> and he's got is some cool-ass shades. <laughs> is it weird that like my knee-jerk reaction is to say... Why doesn't the dog just tell him he's famous? <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes a lot of sense. I think it's in the uh, tr- trilogy of Hotel for Dogs and Firehouse Dog. It's a natural progression. Natural progression. The right. last one is Ghost Dog? Uh, but Air Force Bud. Air Force Bud. Uh, to, 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 to hop on back to oh, the Oh, yeah, let's talk about that mask. mask. Um. So she she finds on Halloween night that the mask is stuck to her face and she keeps acting like a jerk, just like the bullies were acting to her. Mm -hmm. And then she finds the bullies in the graveyard. What are they doing, by the way? What were they doing? Yeah, what were they doing in the graveyard? I I, I think they're 
I don't know. They were just playing in the graveyard. In the show, they're in the graveyard. I don't. Are they in a graveyard in the book? No, they're just walking along in the book. Yeah, it makes more sense in the book. They're just in the neighborhood. Yeah, because in the show, they're in a graveyard just like counting candy. They could have done that literally anywhere. Well, they've been in the book. They're being dicks like always. They told them that they were going to meet up with these girls and then clearly ditch them for the evening. Oh, man. Uh, Paul, do people rap in graveyards? Do you ever rap in a graveyard? <laughs> I, I, th- I figure maybe they were rapping. I haven't gotten there yet. That's a, that's an advanced technique. Okay. Oh yeah, this is still a New Year's resolution. A graveyard rap. Yeah, I'm just starting. <laughs> just getting started. Mm. Well, let us know when you're ready for that. That'll There's a lot your, of material there. To you'll talk. know because you'll see me in the graveyard, blowing <laughs> and ciphering. Yeah, you'll see his cape. <laughs> um, so the mask uh, or or the head of uh, uh, Carly Beth. Uh, starts talking, or in the show it talks, but in the book it mouths, help me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is more terrifying. And she has a moment where she can't take the mask off, and then she finds out that only an object of love will remove the mask for mm, reasons not really explained. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, you know, pretty straightforward. She gets the head, the mask comes off, she comes home, mom's happy to see her, and then... In probably the best Goosebumps twist, if you're going to do a little twist on a Goosebumps, in the last sentence, her little brother goes, oh, check me out with my mask. I'm trying on your haunted mask, Carly Beth. (laughs) And uh, that's the the end of the book. Goosebumps logo comes up to lost sound. Perfect. Perfect out. (laughs) Yes. And then fade to white. And then fade to white. And a high pitch In the show, by the way, it's very awkward because, like, she comes home, drops the mask, and then the little brother's like, oh, hey, is that that mask? And she was like, yeah, don't go put that mask on. Yeah. Goes, no, I won't. And then he goes into the room. He's like, don't put that mask would. on. And she goes, I'm not. And he comes and goes, hey, look at my cool mask. <laughs> well, like, it, it's, it's after she goes back to Mask Maker. Right. Who has been like, I stayed here because I knew you'd be back. <laughs> right. I knew this was going to fuck you up. And <laughs> I knew you'd come crawling back to me. Bad news. Can't fix it. He plays very coy with this child. He also yeah. says, like, you can be the new mom of the masks or something. He kind of implies, like, you love them when no one else would. I'd, oh, yeah, because it's all about how they're unloved. I don't know. He calls the mask the unloved. But, yeah. like, I just love that she comes back. He's like, I stayed here, you know, after hours, off the clock. Because <laughs> right. I knew you'd be <laughs> fucked up and coming back to me. Took my cape and off. Took the cape <laughs> off, kicking back, having a brew. Knew you'd be back. And then he's like, you can never take it off. Okay, but actually, <laughs> you could maybe take it off. <laughs> you could maybe. All right. Uh, you need an object of love to take it off. What does can't that tell mean? You anymore. Well, I can't tell you anything more about that. <laughs> well, why'd you even bring it up? <laughs> Super unhelpful. <laughs> well, and then that's we know he, is that he's just the greatest pranker in this entire town. He oh, he's the, by far. He's king of the pranksters. King of pranksters. Man. He's the book's Loki. Yeah, he's the he's fox. The he's, he's the fox incarnate in this Native American <laughs> fox. Yeah. My question about this is: this old man, uh, I believe, a couple times when she's in the store and he has no spatial awareness of her there. Oh, he's yeah. on the phone. Uh-huh. He's buying formula. So he's. I like, turned on the captions. Okay. Oh, he's <laughs> buying secret <laughs> formula on the TV I was like, show. Who's his friend? 
Who's he talking to? Like, oh, hey, what's going on? You Some have another man buying mass a mass store? drugs. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, I thought the same thing when he gets a phone call in the book, and he start. He's like, all right, I'll take this phone call, and he starts talking to someone. Mm-hmm. Real, you know, I think it's I think it's implied that it's real serious, but I'm like, who the hell? Yeah, is this it's guy a, on, on the show. If you turn on the captions, he's getting some oh, sort of formula. Because okay. I was picturing it like. Like, hey, Jim, how's it going over there in uh, Toledo? You oh, would you think selling so. haunted gloves? Oh, my God. How's my franchise? <laughs> how you doing? I mean, how are those real-life human faces doing? <laughs> those, <laughs> those flying off the shelves? Did you put them out front and center? Do you remember to kiss them? I said you had to love them. <laughs> you can't do- what, did you cuddle them at night? No. <laughs> they are loveless. <laughs> The end. Oh, you fucked up, didn't you? Well, they, and then he—that's uh, when he explains his reasoning for making them, right? Which in the book is just that he is—I'm real good—a scientist that's just making faces. <laughs> that makes no sense. And then in yeah, and then actually in the show they say that he has a horrifying face and he's making them to wear. But yeah, in the show, he, in the book, he's just making just making good human masks. heads. Yeah, well, I guess it started out as a hobby, and then he was like, I should take out a personal loan. <laughs> this could be a small business. Hey, He's like, I'll just buy a bunch of the regular masks while I make my weird, creepy ones. Well, I was just wondering what the, what the process of making these masks would be. Do you clone and create a full human head and then skin mm. it? Or has he somehow made a process... It's stem you cells. Can just, it's got to be the most, the most right? horrific of all science, stem cells. <laughs> I think you just hold down an old person into a mold and then pour chemicals over them, and that old person's just dead. <laughs> Maybe. Because some of those masks, as they're visualized on the show, were just like old fat people. A few of them were monsters. A few of them were just like, they I'm, looked like I'm fat. They looked like Cenobites. From fucking Hellraiser, Jesus. some of them. <laughs> they're actually fucked up mad. Like, that, the production quality on the masks in the show is pretty impressive. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the masks themselves look great. Would not look great is, okay. when, is, when the, is when the masks come alive. When they awaken. When oh, they awaken, God. when she wakes, oh, Carly, Beth, you talk too loud. You woke them up. And they start just kind of, like, floating up, but they're clearly just on a green screen. But they didn't get anyone to like talk in the masks, so mm-hmm. they're just kind of like floating, like someone's hand is yeah. just holding them, and you can just see bad, like rasterized versions of them, like floating through the screen. It's so good. On a tube TV, it looked awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is not a. It is not a moment for 4K. But then yeah. they're like, a, she's do being you think chased there's ever going to be a better uh, media format than VHS? No, dude. Just fucking. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just, no, wave, no. just wave that head around. No one's going to see it. <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll be fine. No one's ever going to see it closer than this. No, they, they chase Carly Beth out of the store, right, or whatever, and like, as she runs for her object of true love. But Carly just like, doesn't close the door behind her. And I was just like, oh, God, what do we live in a barn? We just let our haunted masks just yeah. float out. Mom <laughs> yeah. didn't teach her shit. That, the scientist is dead, though, right? Oh, he yeah, was he killed murdered. by his he creations, right? Yeah, had to have. Can you imagine being mauled to death by things with <laughs> mostly no teeth? I got the impression you just <laughs> by evil faces you created. Yeah, yeah, I can. And in theory, I maybe they just more. poured chemicals on him. Yeah, like you would an old man. <laughs> yeah, that's what he needed the chemicals for. He was finally going to mercy kill them all. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to love you. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part of this book for me was when Carly Beth and Sabrina were trick-or-treating, and Carly mm-hmm. was getting a little antsy and angry, and her logic was, let's split up, we'll get more candy that way. Carly, no. I don't know if you know how spatial mm-hmm. physics work, 
No. <laughs> but you're not getting more candy. Unless you're asking for, you're like, I got a friend. She's getting candy yeah, from unless, other houses. Unless you tell them your friend is real sick and you're getting candy for them and you both do it. Well, apparently Sabrina couldn't even do that for her sick-ass cousin. She had to share her candy. <laughs> That's right. She does say <laughs> yeah. that. Great memory, Paul. I just read it, like, 20 <laughs> minutes before we, we got on this call. <laughs> uh, another creepy moment from that. Okay, so this is, you obviously pointed out a, uh, a, a moment you disliked, Paul. But a, a moment I liked from the same night okay. is when uh, she scares those children. She scares children that she thinks are bullies, but mm-hmm. they turn out to just be innocent children. She just went out a lot of innocent kids. Then she yeah. shit talks the mom. Yeah, and yeah. she like she barks at the mom, and the mom's like, "What?" It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'll beat you up. And then she has an inner monologue that's like, "I want to tear her flesh from yeah. her skin, yeah, or from her bones rather." Yeah, she it's- DMX barks at the mom. <laughs> ow, ow. And then <laughs> Carly's got tear a hunt. apart. Arr, yeah. Arr, 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 arr. <laughs> And then she's got, like, chains all over her and stuff. She looks real tough. Yeah. She does, like, that wheelie on that trike. It's real cool. Yeah. It's, <laughs> my, good. it's, a, good, it's a good episode. You should my, watch it. I'm oh, sorry. I was thinking of the part. Rough Riders video. My bad. It's segued yeah. off on that. Oh, my uh, God. You, you guys know what I still want up. is a Rough Riders three-wheel motorcycle. That's still my dream. One of those the trike? Rough, yeah. The tri- of course. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so bad. You could sync uh, up. I know Dom's right. You can sync up Rough Riders Anthem to... The haunted mask. That night of trick or treating from yeah. the haunted mask episode. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> it up perfectly. perfectly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My favorite part that I wanted to share was after she realizes she doesn't want to have the mask on anymore, and she's done like barking at kids. <laughs> she runs back outside, and I, I remember she goes up to someone and I was like, "What are you supposed to be?" And she's like, "I don't, I don't want to be me at all. I don't know who I am." And she just has like a little girl's voice. Uh-huh. It's just like a person's just having dementia. <laughs> as opposed to like being a monster and, and everyone just looks at her very like oh oh no oh god and they all kind of like casually just walk away from her mm-hmm. it's way scarier than a monster girl running at you someone having yeah. an existential nightmare in front of you <laughs> yeah. is way scarier <laughs> oh honey you're I, too young for a nervous breakdown this is, <laughs> this is really scary <laughs> this is very distract- uh you should also watch the show for a few visual things that I love which is the extra work in this one is oh, so good. Um, a friend times. of mine, a friend of mine from high school. I don't talk to him much anymore, but I remember him bragging many times that he was an extra in the mask episode. Really? No way! Episode. Yes, he was. We got to get that interview because I should get him on the here. Time, come it's on. it's very awkward stuff where like. Carly and Sabrina will be like walking back to a house and it's one of those like things from Birdemic where they show way too long of the shot mm-hmm. of them walking somewhere. Uh-huh. But it's just like after 20 seconds of them walking to the house, they'll just be a platoon of trick-or-treaters jogging in army formation, mm-hmm. just going past them in a very closed up clump. Oh yeah. And like you, a director just told them to just run, but they just didn't scatter or run in any natural way. <laughs> I mean, they definitely... It, the thing I always remember about Goosebumps is they did not try very hard casting wise, <laughs> like top no. to bottom. No, they they definitely only got the most middling child actors. Yeah, to we be need in three girls shows. and a boy. <laughs> <laughs> Just yell outside. <laughs> yeah, Out, outside of the writers. Yeah, window. three girls come and on, a boy. Run, come on, get in. Be on TV. Get in here. We're making a show. Come on. I'm going to share with you guys a photo. We'll we'll put it up on the Twitter. This is the. Official promo photo for the Haunted Mask, which is apparently in the Goosebumps movie, 
But for whatever reason, they decided to have the mask modeled as if it was like a <laughs> like teen, mo- a teen model. No, not even American it's, Apparel. This is like a this is like a oh, is she wearing urban a jean skirt? <laughs> I thought it was a man, but it, it's a straight up jean jumpsuit. Girl in the jeans and just hey, I'm a sexy old mutant man. Like I understand. Like I would maybe fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the sass that it has. Yeah, yeah. I like the attitude. Well, you like you know, I like a girl that can give it back. You know, a little bit. Yeah, you know, I like a girl who the top of her head looks like a penis. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Nobody knows what we're talking about. Well, they do know, but they can't see it. Yeah, we, it's we will, very we'll, casual. We'll, we'll tweet it when this episode goes out. Uh, <laughs> it's a great photo. It's like it's like Worf and Quark. Had a sexy daughter. <laughs> that's a pretty. That's pretty good. That's pretty that's good. very good. That's really good. Oh, sorry. That's very good. That's very. And good. then they got ill, <laughs> yeah. and that explains the color. <laughs> and it gave it them a green glow. It just they have some green glow. They come. <laughs> <laughs> so so what do you give Goosebumps Haunted Mask guys? Because I think this is pretty well received by us all. I'm gonna I give it. So. I'm gonna give it ten pranks. Ten pranks. I'm gonna of, give it. Okay. I'm gonna give it five shitty kids out of five. <laughs> wow, <laughs> Kyle. I'm gonna give it one kid in shitty blackface out of one, <laughs> which is and great. That's all that there should. Be. And that's really it. <laughs> I'm gonna give it four out of five uh, claustrophobic panic attacks. <laughs> 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 only in that the monster doesn't become a full monster. That's my only problem. That's your only logic flaw in <laughs> this whole logic. thing. That's my only logic flaw. I'll that share took... one of the logic flaw I had. Which oh, is that God. The, woman, the mom's paper mache mask of the girl is apparently so realistic that she can show it to a bunch of teenagers and they all go, oh, shit, is that a real head? <laughs> like, next to an actual monster face. Like, wow, that looks like a real girl's face. Mm-hmm. I don't believe yeah, that. Her on, mom is very on talented. Halloween night, man. You, you, I would assume that. Well, Magic to be fair, real. I guess her wife, her mom was uh, the wife of Stan Winston. <laughs> oh, is that a deep art go- cut? As everyone Google. Google's that, Stan Winston, <laughs> makeup extraordinaire, Stan Winston. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Well, well, yeah. I had to Google that deep cut right Rick there. Rick Baker's wife. <laughs> it's that fine. Good deep cut. Yeah, <laughs> uh, guys, I, I think we should wrap up there unless anyone has some final thoughts. Mm. Um, I think I I I. Hold my theory close to my heart and true. I think this is the first one he wrote. That's yeah, it was a great one. I, I couldn't agree more with that. I will I stick think. to Dead House as the first one, and then he moved into Haunt, Haunted Mask. Okay. Uh, okay. Just, just I because, haven't read Dead House in a while. Just long because time. I could believe it. It being like, okay, yeah, sure, we at least the first one is the first one I wrote, and then he like let a bunch of people ghostwrite like ten, and then he caught up. A Dead House, like all those books, do things that Haunted Mask does, and they I feel like they use it as an example. Like they they do bad goosebumps. Like Haunted Mask is good goosebumps, and then a bunch of ghostwriters used Haunted Mask as the example, and then just had titles to work off of. That's very possible. I mean, yeah. we're also missing the other possibility. Is that RL just didn't touch this one, and some writer just killed it, and that's why it's that's so good. true. That's why it's so <laughs> very possible. It's <laughs> very true. Very true. Who very knows? Could be true. Guys, thank you for listening. Uh, Kyle, thank you for being part of the show. That was a pleasure, actually. It's a pleasure. Thank uh, you. If people have enjoyed you, as I'm sure they have, where else can they find you? Oh, I'm on the internet a couple places. Do you want to do you want to share? I have a, a, I have a couple podcasts. LOLJK. 
which is which best is described as people yelling. A cacophony of sound. Cacophony of sound. <laughs> In theory, we discuss topics. Okay. I mean, we do. I enjoy it. And I have another uh, podcast called Climax, which is an action movie podcast where we get way too detailed about Michael Bay movies. Basically everything. Everything you'd ever want to talk about. I, I think the same way we dive way too deep into R.L. Stein and finding yeah. the beauty and madness in it, you mm-hmm. guys do that same thing with The Rock. Yes. And Arc- Easily. Yeah. Rambo. First Blood. Well, just First Blood. <laughs> And first blood part two. Anyway, we do something like that. Uh, awesome. And those are the major places you can find me. I'm on Twitter. Things like that. Who isn't? Chad, Chad have you been on Climax? Have I been on Climax? I'm apparently... You haven't been on Climax. I would like to be on. You've I been actively sound, banned from I hear, Climax. I hear I'm but banned that's not from Climax. My, that, I mean, that's not my decision. I know. It's, we'll, we'll, we'll work on it. We'll get you on. A few of the other sister podcasts of the show, I would say. Yeah, uh, that's fair. Uh, if you're not, you should be listening to Tales from the Tavern. That's right. Uh, Chad, you've been on a few times. If you, if you guys are like, these guys are pretty funny talking about Goosebumps books, <laughs> just wait until you to get, to get into our minds, man, into our fantasy world. You read our books. Yeah, our <laughs> books that are good. <laughs> uh, but uh, each week on Tales from the Tavern, myself and a guest read fantasy stories to each other, and we laugh, and it's fun, and Chad and I, we have a real good time doing it when he's on. Yeah, I've done it too. Well. Paul's I've been on it too, and Paul's story—it's one of the best stories yet. Paul's, Not to say that Paul's Chad's stories of, aren't the best. No, no. I'm just Paul's, saying that Paul's, Paul's inspired one the most fan art of really like furry good. characters. I would say. Are these original stories? These are original stories. That's gorgeous. Yeah, it's all—it's a—it's a grand old time. It's a—it's yeah. a—it's a fantastic old time. Please check out all of those shows. And by the way, thank you guys so much for telling people about Goosebuds and spreading the word. It's been very, very great. Uh, if you really want to help out the show, you can go on iTunes and leave us a review. Five stars would be great, but whatever you feel is best. Uh, leave us a nice review. It really helps out the show and bumps us up on the iTunes charts. We have a few reviews we're going to read right now. Yeah, that's right. If you leave a review, you could have it read in the <laughs> show. <laughs> That's like you're basically like R.L. Stein level at that point. That's true. That's very accurate. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Here's a challenge. In, in just, I, I, I'm not going to set a character limit because I, I can't think of what that actually looks like. But you guys should write a review in the style of R.L. Stein. Oh, Do it, fuck. baby. Oh, shit. Ooh, I like that a lot. Yeah. Twist us at the end. <laughs> Please do. I've got a review here. It's by, um, well, you know, the name is a little bit of, uh, <laughs> it's a little bit of just a bunch of letters, but I'll, 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 I'll say Sib. It's C-Y-B at the beginning there. Yeah, so. Sib for short. It's Sib. It's my boy Sib. I ain't afraid of no goosebumps, five stars. He says, I assume he, being a kid who was barely born in the 90s and was too afraid to read Goosebumps at school, you would think this podcast wouldn't entertain me at all. This podcast is an excellent mix of funny, smart, and has enough R.L. Stein slams to keep me coming back for more. <laughs> and you know what? This, this review really highlights something good that we do here at Goosebuds that I like to talk about, and that's reading scary books for you, people that are too scared to read them. Mm-hmm. I, I I really appreciate that he highlighted our slams Slam. on RL, baby. <laughs> this Sunday, SummerSlam, RL just getting railed. These Gross. dudes dunk on RL's ass. <laughs> <laughs> 
I want to read one. It's from, speaking of real life Stein, R.L. Stein, we have Real Love Stein. Oh. Wrote us one. A great podcast. Listening to this podcast is even more fun than killing my friends with this old camera I found. Spooky. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for doing Uh, that. uh, I would hope our show is more fun than killing your friends. Ah, have you guys ever done it though? And with a camera, sounds fun. Oh, when, when it's especially really cold, did you just see the spirit leaving their body just as the breath oh, interpreting man. in the cold? The end stuff? of that episode, Chad. Ooh, that's a beaut. <laughs> <laughs> I got another great one from Gentleman Ghoul who says, Like kids around a set made campfire. Five stars. I actually don't know what that means yet, but I like kids around a set made campfire. I think that's art. I think that's poetry. <laughs> he goes on to say, like kids around a set made campfire. <laughs> I think it's poetry. He goes on to say, the Goosebuds, Chad, Dom, and Paul, regale us each episode with a book from the Goosebumps collection, a series from the waning, oh, well, from the waning era of horror throughout the U.S. of the early 90s, written by the renowned, or notorious, depending on your crew, R.L. Stein. These guys have witty conversations in addition to giving a synopsis of the episode's book, providing a deep insight or imagined truths into the psyche of a children's book author provided in good-natured fun. You'll laugh and maybe even reminisce as you journey with your very own goosebuds. That's a great Oh, oh he brought it around at the end. I think this guy's a poet. This guy's very, very good. Yeah, that's right. Again, leaving any review or anything helps us at all time. And you also tell people about the show. Uh, we're on Twitter if you want to follow us or tell people about us on at GooseBudsPod. See some of you guys telling your friends about the show every day, and it's awesome. Uh, like at Yellow Snow Cone, at Retro Leash, at Brian Tapiro, at Olivia Jewell, at Sarah Condi, at Magic Steve. And at Amazon. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Amazon, for giving us a shout out. It's very nice of you. I ever tell you that I got unfollowed by Amazon? <laughs> What? He got followed Am- in the first place, which was I yeah, that's impressive. I got followed by Amazon because they featured one of my tweets because I made a joke about Amazon Prime. I remember that. And uh, I guess they didn't like what they saw. And they <laughs> <laughs> you got scouted, dude, and you lost it. It was cool of them to never ask me about using my tweet for promotional use, but whatever, they did. <laughs> Dom, I think this is the time for a class action lawsuit. Yeah, hell yeah, it is. One of you lawyers, call me. 1-800-PISSED-OFF. <laughs> I like that you got your own hotline, your own hotline for being pissed off. Yeah, it's hot. <laughs> i uh, Guys, as we leave, I think we should ask the uh, age-old question that we sometimes use. How would you fix this book if it needs to be fixed? doesn't need to be I, fixed. I it's perfect. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it doesn't need to be fixed. Okay, I mean, I'll go out there. Maybe. Oh, I got it. No, I got oh, it. this was uh, a setup for you. No, girl, we'll make a little girl this. body for Chad. That's yeah, what thank it. you. A green naked <laughs> a little green girl body. monster naked girl body. Or she attacks her friend. She should have, like, attacked one of her friends. Like, should she should have eaten Sabrina. She, she choked she one. She choked no, like, one. She should have, like, bit down. She choked a girl, Chad. <laughs> okay, I guess I just Is that more, not assault? I need a more snuff. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, in a book called Haunted Mask... You better lay down the dirt, as Chad's expected. <laughs> okay. Flawless book by everyone but Chad who wanted more child murder. Yeah. I could have used the scene where his her eyes bug out of her head and like she's got a big hammer <laughs> and like a horn goes off. I, I would have loved if maybe one of the bad guys, one of the bullies, was standing in a pool of water and then he she pulls out the plug mm-hmm. and then the bully goes down the drain. 
That would have been that's the mask. mask right? That would have been good. That's that's the end of the mask, right? That's what she does. I I don't think it affected the reality of other people that way, did it? I think I think the mask kills the main bad guy. Jesus. Well, I mean, when he shoves, uh, no, yeah, the, ma- the the bad guy puts on the mask, and the the bad guy dies from the mask. I think. Uh, yeah, and he, he does shove those pipes mask. up those dudes' asses, and they don't die. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Uh, wow, uh, accidentally found a whole bunch of like self-edited mask death scenes. Well, <laughs> well, watching those later. Here's one where Peggy dies somehow. Don't know how that happens. Good, great. We'll watch this later. <laughs> yeah, Chad and I are just gonna <laughs> kick back, watch a bunch of death scenes from the mask. Sounds like you guys got it. What's the other line from the mask? Smoking, somebody stop me, and there's gotta um, be one more. Uh, it's just the sound of a tongue rolling out of your head. Like a glove. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting quotes from the mask in. Guys. Any Ace Ventura line you could put in the mask and it kind of works. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I think it was, uh, hello, I'm Andy Kaufman. <laughs> yeah. I have oh, cancer sorry, now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, we've gone too far. We should pull out now. Walker told me I have AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> I think okay. it's just big gulps, huh? <laughs> yeah. All right, we need to we need to get out. That was uh, great. No, that was great. Kyle, it was a pleasure. Oh, no, this was a kids' on. movie. Look at this. Pulls out condom in front of a bunch of thugs. Sorry, wrong pocket. He says in the mask. That's in the mask. In the comic book, he would have fucked them to death. He'd <laughs> <laughs> yeah. be like, just the weapon I was looking for. <laughs> oh, he says, that's a spicy meatball. Oh, that oh that's hilarious. Meatball. Yeah, that's that that's main He's line. referring to his testicles. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was referring to the testicle that makes s- sriracha come. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, I'm trying to leave. <laughs> Kyle. Okay, okay. All right, Ipkiss. Kyle, thank you for being on. Oh, it's it my pleasure. pleasure. Thanks, Thanks guys. Kyle. I appreciate it. Guys, we'll see you next time. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Keep on yeah. budding. Keep on budding. <laughs>